1: Hello and welcome to Pop Crime, where we discuss everything from the gossip to the gavel, the latest scandals, trending legal dramas, as well as the infamous crimes and dirty deeds of the pop culture past. I'm Kiki Monique. If you follow me online, you probably know me as The Talk of Shame, your go-to source for the biggest pop culture stories and famous trials. I love to consume all the news, books, TV, movies, and other media and break down the stories so you don't have to. Every week, I'll unpack a new story in the pop culture, true crime world, either something that's happening in real time or a reach back into the past. And I'll even have some of your favorite creators, attorneys, journalists, other pop culture accounts and more on the show to weigh in. Anthony DeVolder, George DeVolder, George Santos, George Anthony DeVolder Santos, and lastly, Katara. Those are all of the known aliases of ousted New York Republican Representative George Santos. Anthony, George, whatever his name may be, what we do know is he lied, big time. And as the lies tumbled out, Americans found themselves questioning not only Santos' personal history, but how long the Republican Party was willing to let him lie openly. But then he was indicted, and Santos's conduct, could no longer be swept under the rug. That's when it seems the Republican Party decided to take action. It may set a bad precedent, right? Enter sarcasm. On December 1st, 2023, the House voted in a 311 114 vote to oust George Santos, making him the sixth person in all of American democracy to be removed from his House seat. His response to hell with this place. If you haven't been glued to this political reality show like I've been, I'm here to take you through every single lie that George Santos told throughout his brief but dramatic tenure on the Hill. And later, I will kiki with Betch's co-founder, Sammy Sage, about what's in store for Santos after his political downfall, his most recent interview with Gen Z Icon z And of course, those infamous cameos he's been making that he is now threatening to sue late night host Jimmy Kimmel over. Our main sources for today's episode are the New York Times, New York Mag, New York Post, Reuters, and The Guardian. The rest of the sources will be listed in our show notes. The 3rd Congressional District of Long Island spans the northern portion of Nassau County and northeastern Queens. It is the wealthiest congressional district in New York and the fourth wealthiest nationally, according to Forbes, and in 2020, a young buck Republican named George Santos got his name on the ballot. He would lose, but only marginally, losing to Democrat Tom Suozzi by 56% to 43.5% when Governor Andrew Cuomo resigned in disgrace in 2021, that left his governor's seat wide open and Swazi thought he was the person for the job. Despite the odds and being encouraged to drop out of the governor's race, the three-term congressmen quit the House of Representatives, leaving the congressional seat wide open. Prime for the taking, George Santos ran unopposed in 2022. He, of course, won, gaining a seat and cinching a narrow House majority for Republicans. Naturally, Santos's unique victory led to a lot of media attention. He was only 35, he was the first openly gay, non-incumbent in the House, not to mention he had an inspiring rags-to-riches story. But with all the attention comes even more scrutiny. Within six weeks, the media began to realize that Santos' history was not what it seems. In December, 2022, the New York Times broke the story that George Santos may not be who he says he is. The cracks started to show and they only got bigger and bigger. So big that he was eventually accused of defrauding donors and giving the money to himself. It's easy to get lost in all the lies and fabrications that Santos has put out there. So let's start with the most obvious ones that ended up getting the attention of the FBI. The 3rd Congressional District is one of the most wealthy districts in the country. According to Forbes, the median household income is over $178,000. For Santos, who grew up in Queens, the 3rd Congressional District was the pot of gold his freshman campaign needed. In a 56-page report compiled by the House Ethics Committee, a full picture of Santos's finances was laid out in detail. It should be noted that as of the time of this recording, Santos has declined to respond to any of the specific allegations in the ethics report. The report showed that Santos owned no real assets at the time he decided to run for Congress in 2019 and only burst of sporadic income. He was in debt with a terrible credit score and relied on high-interest credit cards to fund his lifestyle. The report shows that his campaign and the funds raised for it would change that. Santos claims that he lent over $80,000 to his 2020 campaign despite only reporting $55,000 in annual earnings that year and having no savings. The truth was, he had only lent $3,500 but still repaid himself against the supposed $80,000 loan, therefore profiting tens of thousands of dollars. Santos then reported that he loaned $700,000 $700,000 to his 2022 campaign, but investigators questioned where that money actually came from. An amended campaign finance report was then submitted that seemed to walk back that the funds came from Santos's personal funds, but experts who reviewed the financials were unclear about the source of funds because a later report seemed to indicate the money was from personal funds of Santos. There were so many inconsistencies and discrepancies in the finance filings from Santos' campaign that one spokesperson of the Citizens for Responsibility and Ethics in Washington, which is a nonprofit watchdog group, told the New York Times, quote, I have never been this confused looking at an FEC filing. In October 2023, Nancy Marks, who was the treasurer who oversaw the finances of the Santos' campaign, admitted to the same judge who was proceeding over Santos' case that she fraudulently reported false donations and that the $500,000 loan George Santos claimed to have made was fictional. Quote, I knew that loan had not been made, she stated in court. She pleaded guilty to one felony count of conspiracy to defraud the United States, and it admitted to falsifying and inflating financial numbers and making numerous false statements in conjunction with Santos, according to the New York Times. Marx's sentencing is scheduled for April 12, 2024, and she faces up to four years in prison with her plea deal. George Santos has continued to deny any involvement in his campaign's finances and blames Nancy Marks for any issues related to the filings. Santos' ex-campaign manager, Sam Millay, who is 27, also pled guilty to defrauding donors in November 2023, and according to Reuters, he admitted to impersonating a staffer for Kevin McCarthy in attempts to raise funds and charge donors credit cards without their permission. Miles' plea deal saw him charged with one count of wire fraud, and he is expected to be sentenced on April 30, 2024. According to Forbes, Santos allegedly used an LLC in Florida by the name of Redstone Strategy to bring in hundreds of thousands of dollars from donors. The House Ethics Committee report alleges that at least $200,000 of those funds was then transferred into Santos's personal bank accounts. Santos allegedly then used the money on personal expenses, like purchases at Hermes, purchases at Sephora, and on the website OnlyFans. In addition, Redstone Strategies LLC was never registered with the Federal Election Committee. Santos is now facing 23 federal charges relating to wire fraud, money laundering, theft of public funds, and lying to Congress. Santos has pleaded not guilty.
0: F-O-O-D-S
1: dot com. Have you ever felt that fast fashion ick but can't always afford the super high-end stuff? I have a solution for you. Newly, Newly has everything you need to bring your closet up to speed for the season without breaking the bank. For just $98 a month, you get your choice of any six styles each month. You can choose whatever you want to rent for whatever you have going on. It's totally up to you. There are no fees, late fees, damage fees, or fees to pause or cancel. So no big deal if you lose a button or spill something or just need to take a break. They have inclusive sizing up to 5X, as well as petite and maternity. Get fast, free shipping and returns and professional cleaning in Newly's state-of-the-art laundering facility. And you always have the option to buy what you love, for sometimes up to 75% off. Newly is a great value at $98 a month for any 6 styles, but right now you can get $20 off your first month of Newly when you sign up with the code POPCRIME20. Just go to n u u l y.com that's Newly with two U's and enter the code POPCRIME20 and sign up to get $20 off your first month. That's dot com, Newly, with two U's, with code POPCRIME20. Newly subscription clothing rental. Change your clothes. In addition to the fake loans to his campaign, Santos has been accused of other lies and sketchy dealings around money. The following lies we are about to reference come from reporting in New York Magazine's The Intelligencer. According to New York Magazine, Santos claimed he ran an animal charity called Friends of Pets United that saved 2,500 cats and dogs between 2013 and 2018. However, the IRS shows no such organization in their records. According to the Times, one fundraiser was held by a rescue group in 2017 and entrants were charged $50, but the rescue group said they never received any money from the event and that Santos made excuses as to why. The Times also reported that Santos would write checks from the pet charity and cash them out under his alias, Anthony DeVolder. Santos also allegedly stole from a disabled veteran who needed a life-saving surgery for his dog. Richard Ostoff was living in a tent in New Jersey in 2016 when he discovered his dog would need a $3,000 surgery. The vet he went to told him that a man named Anthony DeVolder could help him raise the funds. A GoFundMe was organized by Friends of Pet United to raise money for the surgery, but Santos then refused to give the money to Ostaf, and his dog died less than a year later. Santos has denied the story, but the FBI is reportedly investigating the case. Taking advantage of innocent animals seems to be George Santos' specialty, as he was also accused of writing bad checks to an Amish dog breeder in 2017. Santos claimed his checkbook was stolen, and the charge was expunged from his record in 2021. But whether he wrote the bad checks or not, it seemed he was holding adoption events through his animal charity, charging adopters a fee to save these homeless dogs, when in fact these dogs were not rescued and were purchased with bad checks from a breeder, allegedly. During the pandemic, Santos also collected unemployment benefits, $24,000 to be exact, according to federal prosecutors who allege he fraudulently affirmed he was eligible each week while he was actually employed as a regional director of an investment firm in Florida, earning roughly $120,000 a year. In addition to the alleged money scams, Santos appeared to falsify just about every aspect of his life, from his religion, his education, his career, even his own family. According to New York Magazine, Santos claimed he went to the prestigious Horace Mann Academy in the Bronx, but had to leave his senior year when his parents fell on hard times in 2008. But a school representative told CNN there is no evidence he attended the school. Santos eventually got his GED. He also lied about where he went to college. Santos did not graduate from college at all, but claimed he earned a degree in economics and finance from Baruch, graduating in the top 1% of his class in 2010, which means if he had graduated Mann in 2008, he would have completed a four-year program in two years. There is no record of Santos being in the class of 2010 at Baruch, nor is there evidence he was a star volleyball player on the Baruch volleyball team, as he claimed. There is also no record of him attending NYU, even though his resume said he received his MBA from the institution, and it was also listed in the bio of the National Republican Congressional Committee. His bios were full of lies, as his campaign bio said he worked at Goldman Sachs and Citigroup on Wall Street, which were also not true. He even made this lie official on court record in 2017 when, according to Politico, he spoke at a bail hearing for a family friend who later pled guilty to an ATM skimming scam. The judge asked Santos what he did for work and he claimed he worked for Goldman Sachs. Santos's campaign bio also claimed he was married and he and his husband lived in Long Island with their four dogs. However, he never appeared with a partner on the campaign trail and there was no record of marriage in New York. He did divorce a woman in 2019 that he'd been married to from 2012 to 2019. And while he was married to that woman, he apparently had a boyfriend, as in 2014, according to the Intelligencer, Santos sent a Facebook invite out to friends for a celebratory engagement dinner with him. But the former boyfriend said the dinner never happened because he rejected Santos' proposal. You would think family would be off limits when it came to certain things, but not for old Georgie. In July 2021, Santos tweeted that the 9-11 attacks had claimed his mother's life. And then on December 23rd, 2021, Santos acknowledged that it was the fifth anniversary of his mother's death. On the campaign site, Santos claimed his mother, Fatima DeVolder, was in her office in the South Tower on September 11th, and that she passed away a few years later when she lost her battle to cancer. Not only is there no evidence that his mother was in the World Trade Center on 9-11, according to documents, she wasn't even in the country, but instead in Brazil in September 2001. According to New York Magazine, in a podcast interview in 2022, Santos said his grandparents survived the Holocaust, that he has Ukrainian heritage from his mother's side, and that names and paperwork were changed for survival after fleeing persecution. But according to genealogy records, that is a lie. And there are no signs of Jewish and or Ukrainian heritage. Multiple family records show that Santos's maternal grandparents were born in Brazil. Santos later said he never claimed to be Jewish and he said he is Catholic and he said his maternal family had a Jewish background, so he referred to himself as Jewish. As if all those fabricated stories weren't disgusting enough, Santos didn't stop there. Santos said in an interview with WABC that four of his employees died in the Pulse nightclub shooting in Orlando in 2016. None of the 49 victims worked at any of the companies listed in his bios. The New York Times reported they could not verify his claim. There's also no record of his five-year-old niece being kidnapped by two Chinese men in Queens as he had claimed in 2023. Here are some other random lies Santos has told over the years as reported by New York Magazine. Being on Hannah Montana, being a Broadway producer. Santos also claimed he was a journalist for Brazilian media giant Globo, which Globo categorically denies. Santos also went on a podcast a month after he was elected and claimed he was the target of an assassination attempt. But no police records have ever been produced showing proof of such an attempt. The one thing Santos seemed to lie about that people actually liked was his past as a drag performer and his alleged aspirations of wanting to be Miss Gay Rio de Janeiro. When a picture circulated of what appeared to be Santos in drag in Brazil, Santos initially denied it. But when people seemed to actually like Katara, the drag queen, according to CNN, Santos changed his tune, telling reporters at LaGuardia Airport, quote, I had fun at a festival. Sue me for having a life. On his recent interview with Z-Way, George said, yes, he did dress and drag. It was when he was 18. How did George Santos get away with this absurdness for as long as he did? And what does the future of George Santos look like for him? And for those of us watching this circus unfold, I'm about to kiki with Betch's co-founder, Sammy Sage, up next. So I'm joined by someone who has followed this crazy political reality show more than I have, co-founder of Betches, Sammy Sage. Sammy, what's going on?
2: (laughs) Wow. Hello, Kiki. Thank you so much for having me. I'm fresh off George Santos's appearance on Z-Way, and I have so many thoughts. So much, so much to unpack. (laughs) Where do you even start with something like this?
1: Well, I first want to know, you know, I don't live in New York anymore. And so I don't follow like the local candidates like I used to. So I'm actually just curious because, you know, I didn't know about him until this New York Times expose. And I'm so curious if New Yorkers were aware of the type of person he was before this expose came out.
2: Oh, my God. I can actually do you better than just living in New York. I grew up in that district. Oh, my God. And I currently live it like... Basically, I should have been in his district, if not for the redistrict the last redistricting, and they just moved the line over like a tiny bit. And so now I'm no longer in it. But I feel like okay, no one knew, put it that way. Okay. Is that how it should have been, considering that the well, now new Democratic nominee and former person who was in that seat, Tom Swazi, who was in that seat for like a long time, a Democrat, was like such a solidly blue seat, and district. Then Tom Swasey... First of all, Tom Swasey beat him already. He, But he didn't, like, have that much information on him. He just beat him. Then Tom Swasey tried to run for fucking governor. Like, because he... Why? Why?
1: Okay. And everyone told him not to. Yeah.
2: Yeah. So they basically lose the incumbent advantage in that time. At the same time that, like, all that... Long Island is becoming more red because it's always been a little bit red but it was like more socially liberal and then all this stuff with like the masks and covid and school choice like that infiltrated so george santos not only was a republican at a time when there was not the established democrat there he was he he crafted himself because he's a fraud as the exact like the only kind of person who could have i think really had a chance in that district which is that he's um, Jewish, gay, but a Republican. So he's like fiscally conservative, allegedly. I mean, you could say he's whatever he is fiscally. <laughs> it's it's something. Um, and like the the whole story he crafted was, you know, he's a businessman, quote unquote. All of it like served to let those people in the district feel that they had permission to vote for a Republican because he was like, Diverse and mm-hmm. gay and also Jewish. Like, meanwhile,
1: it, it was all fake. It was none of those things. Yeah, he was the perfect storm, which is like, I mean, and now people are kind of like, now that we know all of this, it's amazing. It's, I mean, it is entertaining. I mean, they're making, I think the person who developed Veep, which was an amazing show, is now developing a, a series based on George, which makes so much sense. But, you know, like we just talked about, you know, Z-Way kind of got like the first interview since this, you know, since he was expelled. Some people are coming at her like stop platforming this man. But what do you think, you know? So I'm kind of of two minds. I like can really see both sides
2: of this. And I can give you a bunch of different reasons for why. Well, first, first, let me just add about the George Santos art project from HBO. I, I heard it's going to be a movie and also another fun fact that, so it's based off a book, but it's written, the script I believe is written by, his name is Mike McCowski, who wrote the script of Bad Education, which was also on HBO and also was about my high school at oh, the time really? when I was there, which was another scandal. Yeah. You
1: live in a corrupt
2: town. <laughs> I seriously, and, and can I tell you something? It was, that story was broken by like a senior on the school paper. like yeah like it's did that did that paper win a pulitzer or anything i would oh my god i mean no but i do think she got into a good college and then jordana and i actually became like the editors of that paper later on big legacy you know so i mean it's a very i mean it's a very interesting district it's a very interesting town like it's obviously changed but when we were there it was very like ahead of the game. Like, we had a condom bowl in, like, 2000, like, in the 90s. Yeah. Like, it was that kind of place. So, like, the first, like, out gay people I knew were, like, my teachers. So it's a very, like, interesting district. Also, like, a lot of money. So that's kind of, like, where we're coming from with this type of vibe. And that's why George Santos is, like, knew how to capitalize on it so well. How do I feel about the platforming thing? Okay. First of all, z is like, I think maybe one of the only if not the only person who has the skills to handle this without making it like an actual trumpian clown show um so i'll give that to her i thought she did it really really well with like it was she kept reminding you it was a joke well i mean she got him to say icon I <laughs> <Yes. times. laughs> yeah and just like the whole way like he was trying to disarm her and she was not Going for it in the way you see a lot of access journalists do, kind of like take the bait, uh, you know. So it was. I thought it was great in that way. So I guess it's good that she went. He went there. I hope he doesn't go to any serious news outlets or like. I hope Anderson Cooper's not interviewing him. He better not be on Watch What Happens Live. I don't want to see him on Dancing with the Stars. Yeah, I don't want to see him on any, like, institutional contracts. Yeah. Like, I can understand if, like, you're out hustling in the cameo market, like, okay, that's just capitalism. You know, it's just (laughs) supply and demand. But, like, and people have a right to pay him or not. But I just don't want to see any, like, anyone with real power giving him, him a platform because there are so many other people who should be getting that time, that space, all of that. And he is a fucking fraud we can't like be looking at this as more than like the really funny 2022 to 2023 joke that it was
1: well speaking of the cameos have you heard about this potential lawsuit with jimmy kimmel oh my god no what what so basically jimmy kimmel secretly you know was submitting requests to george's cameo and he had a segment called what will george say he was just like i guess apparently like uh, anonymously telling him all these things Um, and then he was playing it on his segment of like the ones that did get through of what George will say well then when George obviously saw this he demanded $20,000 from Jimmy Kimmel because he's saying that's my commercial rate you're using these for commercial purposes so then a cease and desist I guess was sent to Jimmy and like you know the show and all of this Honestly, my take on that is like, look, Scammer got scammed. Like you can't, you can't sometimes
2: try to play by the rules and then other times not play, you know, come on. Look, I respect his, his his attempt, but no, you know, Jimmy should keep, should keep playing those clips if he wants. (laughs) It was dumb of Santos to like, it's, you know, he did what he did. I he, know. He owns I mean, the he rights to that he made, video.
1: He made more in what, a day or a week of cameo than he did in all of his entire like congressional short-lived career? Well, I hope, you
2: know, but <laughs> did he make, he made He made all the money he said that he once had made. <laughs> oh my think God. I he's getting up there. But I mean, that's, that's, fu- here's the thing. I, the other mind I have is like, that's fucked up. The fact that we have these clowns at the center of, our government like elected officials is so messed up and it just speaks it's like a mirror to the lack of accountability in a bigger sense which is deeply problematic in in reality but also it's become entertainment so it's like which comes first the chicken or the
1: egg i'm not really sure Well, that's the thing. That's you know, because I think a lot of people are, I guess, the word is like disenchanted by the government. They don't really take them seriously. We think it's a joke, and it's almost like this. George Santos proved it. It's like, see, we know it's been a joke all along, and this is just the walking example of that.
2: Yeah, I mean, I don't think it's like one hundred percent a joke, but there have been some really bad examples over the past like thirty, call it sixty, you know, years. You know that people, I mean, there's always been corruption, but I think what used to be considered really bad corruption, like the Teapot Dome scandal, which is like patronage contracts, like patronage contracts are now just like, you know, that's garden variety. And I think that that is not okay. And I think people are tired of being taken advantage of, especially because they don't, part of this is a reflection of like the futility of, not having a safety net and people feeling really frustrated like i'm never going to be able to do things that i was believe i believed i would own a house afford children if i have can afford children will they survive a climate disaster like all of these big existential questions turn us i think into like n- turn us like this nihilistic like fiending for irony and like i get it like it's i totally understand everything just feels so like ha ha whatever like who are we where are we this is all
1: fake yeah you know nothing matters now there was a laundry list of just like lies that george told i'm curious i mean i have my ones that i think are the most egregious i'm curious which ones you found the most egregious
2: (laughs) so there's like okay i have categories like i could do superlative categories for his lies because there's like egregious in terms of a government official should never, which is like uh, the everything he said about himself, like all of the, just the resume he presented, that's egregious. You know, if you want to go out in the world and like tell people all those things about yourself, as long as you're not like making money off of them, but to do it to voters is so messed up. So that's the most egregious. I mean, plus any potential foreign, um, ties that are tied yeah. up in whatever money he was presenting well they had. were so those are the
1: most because he yeah. you know he presented himself as you know this mba this wall street that's what made people give him more money so it was just compounded over and over so it's like it starts as this little thing but it's like if people believe that you can actually do all of these things and they're just giving you more money yeah yeah like the fund the con of himself as this
2: person is the most egregious, but then there's like the most ridiculous things, like the volleyball championship. Like, <laughs> like, like, like why, why, you know, things that are just so unnecessary to build the, the myth. And it's, well, it's those yeah. Those
1: are the ones that scare me. Cause it's like, there's something yes. inherent about you where you feel the need to be a volleyball champion. I don't know like what happened along the way, but right. you're like, you feel the need. So I'm like a really right. big animal lover. So to me, all of the animal stuff like was just because also I always associate people who don't know how to treat animals with serial killers, right? They say that like people like kids and all of that. Animals know.
2: Yeah. Animals know, like they can say they can see.
1: And so just the fact that he's doing things like, you know. Writing bad checks allegedly to like to a breeder to get dogs and then selling people the or adopting them out with adoption fees, acting like these were just like shelterless dogs <laughs> who needed a home. Right.
2: <laughs> that see that's see that's a combination of like egregious and the volleyball unnecessary. Yeah. Where it's like, why do you have to do that? And also, it's terrible. It's just, but it's it, it's inconsequential. Terrible. Like in the grant, like it's not taking money from a f- another government, yeah. a foreign government, but it's, why would you do this? I, look, again, it, it speaks to his ability to sort of craft this, this very, he knows how to craft what the person wants to hear. That's the epitome of a con man. Ultimately, there was also, you know, I, okay. Then there's what I want to know is what, who is the baby that he was carrying? Oh my God. Do will we ever know? Why <laughs> uh, Whose baby? Why was it? I have so many questions about that. Yeah, but like, it's, what did he buy at Hermès? He, like, it
1: just he, he's he says he's not really. I mean, according to Z-Way, he's not really that big into Hermès. I mean, um, but he, he does okay. use Jervidum, Gervid, Jervidum, Juvederm, Juvederm? <laughs> <Yeah>. Juvederm XL, yeah, Juvaderm XL since he's <Of> twenty five. <laughs>
2: <laughs> who are his favorite? Who are his? Oh wait, who are his favorite OnlyFans people? And why did he say
1: his mother died twice? I forgot. How could I forget about well, that? There was a TikTok. There was a guy. I mean, I don't know if it was ever confirmed. He said that George was like his client on OnlyFans. Like, he, George would pay him. He was a very attractive man. I, You know, again, I don't know if that was one of those TikTok things that people just said or if it was I real. I believe it. I Exactly. Why wouldn't I? It's, it's Once he's created his whole life, I'm like, yeah. whatever people say around him, I'm going to believe.
2: Also, if you've – again, this is another – you are – if you're – he's in the scam game. So yeah. if someone's lying, like, I don't really – doesn't it almost doesn't matter like because the whole thing is anything we could be saying about him right now could also be false like the assumptions we could be operating on right now can be totally absent like a giant piece of information that we
1: need well and i'm also surprised more people from his past haven't come out yet like we've heard like a few people but i was like i would just think there would be a windfall of people who've been like scammed along the way I imagine it's embarrassing. Mm.
2: Like would you Here's the thing. Would you want to come out? What would you get out of it? Like just to change your life to be like Yeah. Every, it, it's not a
1: good association. Yeah. You're right. You're right cuz you're not you're he's going to get more clout from it. You're just going to be like the daily headline and then till they move on to the next. You're totally right.
2: Exactly. Exactly. It's not worth it. Cuz also I don't think he was scamming as big. Like fair enough. He is a young guy. Um, he hasn't had that many years, decades yeah. to scam. And also he was in Brazil. I think a lot of the people he scammed were in other countries, to be honest. I have a theory he was spending time in other countries that we don't like know about, and yeah, this is true. Yeah. Well, this yeah.
1: Is, and then, you know, this is what was also really interesting to me cuz you know, he kept saying like, well, you know, this is going to like set a bad precedent cuz I haven't been found guilty of any charges. You know, obviously there's a trial set for September. People around him have already, you know, pled out. Um, but my whole thing is like it, once you're a politician, regardless of whether you've been found guilty, once you have so many things stacked up against you, doesn't that just qualify as something?
2: To me, yes, because being an elected official doesn't mean you're at minimum free of crimes. Like it means that you're supposed to be a little better than the minimum of being free of crime. Well, even actors have moral clauses, right? You
1: know, you can yeah. get kicked off
2: of a, a movie you have a
1: sponsorship. Yeah. yeah,
2: like it's exactly. It's like you you're supposed to be representing something that's more serious than like a TV star. You know, yeah. or an influencer or Vanderpump Rules. Like, you are supposed to be representing – you you are employed by the American taxpayer. I mean, the, it doesn't feel like that. But technically, they are. So I agree with that. Like, we've only moved that bar because there are so many fucking unethical people in Congress that they just – they've moved it for themselves. Which is, yeah,
1: part of the problem. Like, and what do you think this – sort of he has set as a precedent for future politicians like what are we going to see moving forward are we going to see even more corruption or more transparency i don't know which way it's going to swing it's it's weird because there's like more transparency
2: but it doesn't matter because it's like transparency it's like what are you going to do about it almost you know it's kind of like this weaponizing of transparency to be like look what we can get away with or we'll try to weaponize or whatever it is because Democrats will like usually step down for this type of thing. And and that is known, established, minus Bob Benitez, of course, <laughs> um, <laughs> who's also just like another, San- he's like old school Santos, yeah. like old school corruption kind of thing. I don't know. I think I think George Santos, I'm very interested in what he has to say about other people because he really is just kind of pulling back what is a composite of a lot of... If you look at all the little pieces of George Santos, he's one man wearing all the little lies that all of our lawmakers and a lot of people outside the law will present. You know, people run scam charities. People, you know, watch Real Housewives, obviously. Like, you know, all these things are things that people do. And I think that people don't hold them accountable because we're also like inured to it. I don't know. So I think it's gonna be more corruption, more knowledge about that corruption, and less enforcement until there is like some sort of breaking point where and I don't know what that will be.
1: I did think it was interesting on Z-Way where she asked, like when she did the Sutton, name him. Name Yeah, him, I love that. <laughs> yeah.
2: She that's why it was so good. She's so like perfect for like this day and age, like nailing
1: it. Yes. And you know she did go through a list of people, and it was interesting the people he said yes and no to. She started off with Marjorie Taylor Greene, and he said it's no. Out there. And I was just like, hmm, Kevin McCarthy, he's like yes, right? Matt Gaetz, he said no. Oh yeah, that again, another shocker. My feeling is that those people's
2: situations are already out there. So he's like, that's not secret anymore. There's already published right. information about them. But I think he fit in better with them than they all wanted to admit. Mm. Except Mitt Romney, who's, like, actually kind of a choir boy. Yeah. In reality. (laughs) Like, I definitely disagree with Mitt Romney about, like, probably 98 and a half percent of things. Yeah. But he actually, like, has the morality to stand in Congress in a way that, like, a lot of these other people don't.
1: Interesting.
2: Or at least that's how I feel like it's someone as a, you know, as a Republican. But he's leaving. So unhelpful.
1: Mm. Yeah. A so, lot
2: of a lot of, yeah. I mean, this it's just gonna be filled with more clowns like this, to be honest. And because, that's my fear
1: is like, yeah. yeah, going forward, like this this is the precedent and then like this is the future and nobody is gonna take America seriously, at least our government. Huh. I think we're past that. Yeah. I think
2: we're past that, like, world stage. I think we're past that within the, like, country. That this is our entertainment. Yeah. The congressman who defrauded his constituents. Oh, we didn't even t- – okay, another thing that he did was that he he had people impersonate Kevin McCarthy's fundraisers, to, uh, staffer, to raise money for his campaign. Like, the audacity – and then Kevin McCarthy still did not call, did not try to get him expelled. Yeah, which is like they don't have backbone to even defend themselves
1: selfishly. So it it doesn't even well. That's the thing, it's Not going to work. There was two prior expulsion attempts, right? And like, I don't understand. Well, there's so many questions I have. Like, why did the Democrats not like get on board the first time? Like, I'm trying to understand why those first two expulsion attempts didn't work.
2: So. The reason that they didn't work is because there's such a slim majority between Democrats and Republicans. So it's like five people. And Kevin McCarthy is does not have the most does not have a spine. So he was not going to like kick George Santos out. The Democrats, like, to be honest with you, if you're a Democratic strategist, you actually want George Santos to stay in Congress. And that's why I'm also I also question whether I mind him being platformed because, He's like Republican poster boy. It's funny, but most people, when you're campaigning and you hold him up as Republican party and you hold him up next to Donald Trump and you hold him up next to Marjorie Taylor Greene and all these people, it's like, this is what the tax, like they're scamming you. is huh. kind of the conclusion that democratic strategists, I think, want people to see. So they're like, okay, keep George Santos there. It's not like, that many people we don't think are going to vote for him when there's abortion on the other side of the table. Like, it's that kind of duality that they're trying to force is what I think. They want it to, like, show, like, Republicans are, like, going to keep this guy.
1: Yeah, which I understand in theory. But I don't know, I mean, I don't know if you feel this way. I feel this way. I personally feel like somehow the Republicans, like, their base always gets what they want and they never have to step down and they do what they want. The Democrats follow the rules. They'll step down and we still never get what we want, no yes. matter what we do. So I don't know. Like, do you, I mean, it's what, true. <laughs> You're right. You're
2: right. I mean, that is like, that's the absolutely. And part of the reason is because part of his A, because of like how the, the political system is built to favor minority rule. And unless you've got like 100% voter engagement, which we do not have, which is actually like why a pro-democracy platform, while abstract, is really, really key. You know, just everyone being civically engaged is really, really important. But there, that's why there's voter suppression. So the system is built to advantage minority rule and like to at this point, it's so entrenched and so um, much more extreme that, like, the Republican Party represents, I want to say it's, like, tens of millions fewer Americans than the Democratic Party, even though they have, like, equal number of seats, for example. So it's not built to be fair. That's number one. We could go into, like, a whole litany of reasons why. is mostly to keep uh, white landowning men the only ones who get a say in policy. Okay. Then in re- then you have like I think the character of the present day parties, which is like Republicans represent a, like kind of a monolith to be real. Like it's pretty much like white, wealthier, white or wealthier, you know, take your pick. It's not really representing like the diverse young fabric of America like the average person it's just like really not but you need so many more democrats or people voting democrat to like actually have a system where it could make you can have any hope for change out of what we have now so it's that and then democrats i think just like are more like are more inherently it's a big tent there's more room for criticism and infighting and that's a good thing but when you're messaging it's really hard to fight with this like sort of more militant or authoritarian personality which will all get in line with the messaging of the party. Democrats are working out their issues in public. You know, they're they don't need to pre- they don't necessarily believe it's right to present a unified front. They want to push their lawmakers in the direction that they're advocating for. And that's a good thing, you know. So I think that it's that. So like they want to hold themselves to the standard that they say they're holding themselves to and not just do it because Republicans would because then what moral high ground do they hold amongst people who care about holding the moral high ground? That's it's it's just structural asymmetry honestly.
1: Yeah. I guess I want to know before we go like what are your predictions? Like what do you predict we're actually going to see a trial next September? what do you think? What do you predict for George Santos? Do you think that we're going to see him again in any political way? Or is this, or is this, do you think we'll actually ever see him behind bars?
2: I think we will see a trial. I think we might see him behind bars for a few years, but I also think you're looking at like a Billy McFarland situation. You know, he's going to make friends in jail, like whoever's, you know, you know, I don't, I think we're looking at a situation that he gets marginalized until people are actually bored of him. So, like, you're – however, how bored are people of Sarah Palin right now? I mean, she's not, like, relevant, but someone's giving her a show. Mm. I think the most important is really, like, making sure that, like, big entities who can give him a contract don't. And that is, you know – He wants to peddle his wares on the internet like everybody else. Like, I don't know what to tell you. So,
1: yeah, it's a free country. It is a free country. Now, now (laughs) it is.
2: But I have a feeling that in a non-free country, like he would be on top. That's
1: the scary part. Wow. That's that is a statement. Well, Sammy, I know you talk a lot about all of these things. Where can people listen to you? Every single morning, I report the news in five minutes ish on the
2: morning announcements. It's on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, everywhere. Basically, I just do like a brief breakdown of the headlines with commentary and, you know, let you enable you to go about your day while knowing what's going on without having to like worry too much about it and like get too into it. So, morning announcements every morning, Monday through Friday. Perfect. Thank you so much for joining Pop Crime. (laughs) I love, I love this show. I love listening to you. You're such, and talking to you. This is such a fun, a fun chat. I mean, have me on anytime you want to talk about a problematic politician. I am all up on that. (laughs) Perfect.
1: Thank you. (laughs) Bye, Kiki. Bye. Pop Crime is produced by Sean Kilby, Shannon Sison, and me, Kiki Monique. Editing by Shannon Sassone. Guest booking by Allie Freelander. And be sure to follow me at The Talk of Shame on TikTok and Instagram. And send your emails to podcast at betches.com.
2: Betches.